Welcome to Rohit's Chat Show, and my next guest is Lisa Jones from Marky Jones. Welcome, you, Lisa. Hello, Lisa. How are you? Long time no speak. How are you doing? Such a long time, hasn't it? Uh huh. I just thought to myself, when was the last time I saw Lisa? And that was probably. We did a podcast. Well, the last time I spoke to you properly, properly was we did a podcast with you, and that was before you rebranded. What, so you didn't see us at the Recruitment Expo last year in February? No, I don't think I went to it. Did I go to it? Where was it? Was it? Just, it was just before everyone, everything kicked off. You know, we were all shaking hands, hugging. Oh, you know, yeah. That? I might have nipped in and out of there. It feels like a long time ago. Let- I know, tell me about it. Do not worry. Oh, you're you moving. I am moving. Nice, nice office you've got there. Thank you. It'll do. Lovely. It'll do. It's nice to be in it. I know. I mean, I guess there's not many people there, but... No, it's just me and Rebecca today. Normally Wayne's here. Wayne and I have been in the office throughout lockdown because we're five minutes walk that way to get home. Yeah, so we've been using it as a... Using it as a as a homeschooling, like Jane Eyre style schoolroom, get on with your fucking work and things like that. Nursery. Yeah. The nursery, basically. <laughs> There's been a lot of arguments in here with teenage children and, and under 10 year olds. And luckily the rest of the, the offices on that side have not been populated. So we've been able to really let rip. Um, <laughs> but um, when we try to educate them at home, they just go feral and hide. So we bringing them into the office gave them less opportunity to to do bad things. All right, so, okay. That's good. That's pretty cool. So how have you got how have you found it? Because I look, I know it's probably what everyone talks about, but uh, your line of work and what you've got to do, I'm guessing it's been a bit tough or has it been a bit easier for you? So uh, the day that we went into lockdown, um, or the day that we were told by the government, go home we're locking down. I sat in, the, in this very room in the seat opposite me and I just said to Wayne, I quit, I, I can't do this anymore. Been in the industry for 20 years and seen a couple of recessions, got got hit quite hard by the last one because I was an IT director back then. Kind of built myself back up again. And, and you know, if you know anything about me, you know I chuck everything I've got at something. Yeah. Um, and then to see it, it felt a bit like snakes and ladders, you know, and that can be yeah, really... Yeah. Same snakes and ladders is frustrating at the best of times. When it's your life, it's it's really shit. Yeah. But uh, so for a few months, um, it was hard, and I was more worried about my staff, and I was finding it quite difficult to deal with the kids and all of that stuff as well. And then it got what, to what pulled you. What pulled you through? Like what what? Because that that's quite that's quite a low part in your life to say I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Finished. Yeah. What pulled me through? I think because I'd built it up from nothing to begin with, I knew I could do it again, but I might do it differently. I think as well, I'd come to the end of a good couple of years stint, probably with the wrong team. And so I was going into lockdown and that team had kind of dispersed naturally anyway, but I was exhausted with, 
And I think like you guys, when you when you operate in a service industry and you service the service industry that probably is servicing the service industry, it's hard to um, stay passionate and focused when everyone around you is just having a really bad time. And I, I found it mentally exhausting to be coaching people when actually no one was coaching me. So what pulled me through was we decided that we've been building this um, recruitment training platform anyway, and it wasn't quite right. I just didn't like it. I felt like it had been out of date from the day we launched it and it just felt wrong. So we hired someone and it'll probably be, are we recording this right now? Have we not started yet? Oh, we've recorded. Brilliant. Sorry, uh, so this is great content. Brilliant, let's do it. Um, so there's a guy oh, that we, we, we can edit it, by the way. So don't no, worry. no, no, I'm, not, I'm genuinely not bothered about that. That's fine. Um, there's a guy that we hired about just over a year ago. And every day he takes my breath away. And it's not my husband. <laughs> every day he takes my breath away because he's just so calm. <laughs> no agenda apart from doing it right. And he's transformed our platform. I mean, he has turned it into something that I fell in love with again. And I fell in love with my business during lockdown. Whereas just as lockdown started, I'd started to really hate my business. I started to think my, it's a bit like looking at your own baby and going, you're a bit shit. You're a bit ugly. You're a bit, how can I be proud of you? And I wasn't proud of it. It felt, it felt stagnant. It felt, but I also think as well, two things happened during, well, lots of things happened during lockdown. But what, happened, what happened? Yeah, what happened for the business is we got to do with the business what we'd always wanted to do, right? And when you're a semi-coach like I am, and your clients tell you all their secrets, which is I, I'm I'm genuinely honoured and flattered because I I sit in the boardrooms of some magnificent people in recruitment, and every day I I'm, I feel very blessed with that, but. Um, when you talk about being a great business and you talk to your clients about doing things the right way, but you've got some dirty secrets about how you do it back at base. Yeah. Um, it's not good. And if I'm, if I'm anything, it's authentic. Mentally, so mentally it's not good. It's not good mentally because you, it's coming out your mouth and then you go in, oh shit, I'm not doing that myself. Oh, I've got time to think about that. Let's go on to the next problem. So we, we got the, I got the chance to look at my business and hire a really good team. I've got the cutest team that if I was trapped on a desert island, I wouldn't be worried. And I think that's what team is about, isn't it? They're gorgeous. We got the platform to where we wanted it to be. We literally ripped it up and started again. And then, and then all of a sudden, recruitment leaders started coming out of the, out of the works saying, do you know what, Lise? We want to grow our businesses in the right way. Do you know what, Lise? We're sick of buying technology and the only people making money from that technology, the people who've sold it to us. Do you know what, Lise? We're not just going to hire people and not train them and hope to God that they work. And if they don't, we'll fire them and blame it on them. Do you know what, Lise? We want 2021 to be magnificent and we don't want to go back to 2019. Yeah. And when we start talking to these clients as well as the fact that I've taken the opportunity to really get match fit on many levels and get my business the way I wanted it to be, I just felt mentally and physically stronger and the business is mentally and physically stronger. And then we started doing a lot more work, a lot more work in recruitment automation and smart working, which is stuff I've, I've always had at the heart of what I do, 
But I think the recruitment industry has been very good at buying kit up until now and not using it very well. Whereas I think they've turned a corner. And I think COVID has got them to realize that sending your staff home with no training and no process and no freaking idea means you have no business. Yeah. And um, I'm quite happy that, that that light bulb moment has happened in the industry for obvious reasons. I'm not delighted with why it's happened, but I've got to grab what I can. The yeah, no, I yeah. totally and, understand. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting because I think the industry, whatever industry you're in, um, lockdown, everything that happened last year, has given owners a chance to step back, look at what they've got and gone, it's actually not very good, or we need to rejig stuff. And, and we yeah. actually did that and just getting better and better, to be honest. Yeah. Um, You've added some new bits to your kit as well, which has made me giggle quite a bit because it's kind of like when I see tech that takes pain away um, and pain that's obvious pain, not just pain that's inferred. When I see tech yeah. that's actually going to allow a recruiter to be a lot smarter, I get excited about that because I think recruitment's become so hard in the last 10 years um, and it's become so muddy and so oily that anything we create time is a good thing i mean even in the last four months you know i've been hearing clients go look i've got loads of jobs i can't find any candidates yeah and i'm like that, yeah. that's, that's the biggest thing i've been hearing for the past two months yeah is i can't find any candidates i've got loads of jobs i've got no candidates yeah. i don't yeah. know what to do for it yeah whereas i bet they've got very full databases <laughs> right it's there yeah. but yeah they don't know how to access it. It's just like, oh. The thing is, it's-, it's, it's Haystack, let's just post a job. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely of the opinion that I've been right for 20 years. <laughs> uh, my, husband, my husband isn't. But I've been saying CRM first for a really long time, like a long time. And I cut my teeth in a recruitment business that had 150 under 25 year old men with no computers, making stupid amounts of money without tech. So how did they do it? Well, they did it with scarily accurate memories, um, yeah. amounts of paper, but absolute attitude, like, oh my God. And I and I and my eyes light up thinking about it, not because it was a great environment for a woman to work in, because at times it was a bit scary um, for all of those, all the reasons you can probably imagine. But actually, I, I have some massively fond recollections of candidate management and client relationships and you know the stuff that a lot of the younger recruits would kill for now whereas now this fear of missing out and this inability to make a decision on a small pool of candidates and actually let the client drive the process which worries me a bit in the service yep. industry I, I don't know if any of my clients are listening or ideal clients are listening I'm a big fan of upward management and I'm a big fan of me managing my clients as in taking their problems and making them go away, you know, and not letting the client think they know best because sometimes they don't. Like if I hired a PT, I'd expect them to work me, baby. Yeah. I wouldn't expect them to go, how are you feeling today? Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Do you want to just take it easy? No, I don't. I need to lose six inches off my backside. Let's go. Yeah, let's uh, go. Let's go for it. <laughs> But I just think the, the industry has changed massively. I'm going massively off. I feel like this is a therapy session. This is great. Um, so to go back to your question, 
Last year at the beginning, I'd have sacked it all off. I genuinely never quit at anything, but I just, I was exhausted with just but trying to- quite a lively person, lively character. So to hear that straight away, yeah. Is I think I'd, I'd expended a lot of energy the previous two years trying to get the right client base, yeah. trying to get my platform up and running. Um, and I work with my husband and that in itself and anyone who works with their partner knows that that, if it's not working at work, it causes all sorts of issues. Now, Wayne and I- you're not, you're not just leaving it in the office. You're taking it in like the bedroom and like, uh, you know, we're still That's working. That's a fine thing. Not get time, got two kids. Um, <laughs> overshare alert, you need like a little bubble. Overshare, overshare. I mean, tell me about it. I'm running four hours sleep. <laughs> That's three hours more than me. Oh. <laughs> okay. I think the problem with being lively and energetic is it doesn't go anywhere. So it has to go somewhere. Yeah. And then when it goes the other way, when it's like, oh, we're all fucking screwed. Um, now I am the first one to pull myself out of that because I'm not a fan of whinging and moaning. Um, and I am a fan of, right, let's go get through the pain barrier, right? The walls come in, run through it. Let's do yeah. that. But I think when I was surrounded by people who genuinely didn't know which way was up, I felt absolutely helpless Yeah. and I'm a big pay it forward kind of creature. And I genuinely, I felt totally lost. Um, and I was worried about my kids, worried about my staff. Now, obviously things have moved on massively. It has so gone the other way. And the team I've got are all, what's the word? Is cohesion maybe, purpose is a good word. Um, and it, we're just fixated now on automating as much process as we can for recruiters and also automating the recruiters. And what I mean by that is, making them as speedy and effective as we possibly can, because there's only so much that tech can do. Yes. They've got to get on the phone. They've got to get those relationships on track. They've got to get it so that what I noticed in September was all the calls I was getting was, Lisa, I need help with my BD. And I'm like, why? Oh, because I need to do some selling. What's happened to your client base? I know it's been bad, but I look out the window and most of the people I know are still around. Most of the businesses I know are still around. So what's happened to your client base? Well, what's happened to the client base is we weren't looking after it particularly well before 2020. Um, and last year was a massive wake up call. So if I'm on anything this year, it's account management. If I'm on anything, it's about being as sticky as possible. If I'm on anything, it's about saying to clients, it's easy to keep your clients. It's, 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 it's interesting you say that because we've, um, we've obviously produced page of research and, and yeah. that side of things where yeah. you can discover um organizations and stuff who's had funding and it's interesting because people are like yeah but i've got my client base i'm like but yeah but what happened to your client base last year yeah oh yeah, yeah. forgot about that <laughs> oh you forgot about that did you i think it's that it's that is that you know maybe the day of the 360 recruiter is dead i mean i, sh I say that i said that years and years ago and i think it's about i think we're barely probably coping with 270 recruiters at the moment but i think great recruitment businesses have got some very skilled lead hunters and great recruitment businesses have got some very skilled account managers. Yeah. Very few recruitment businesses have got both that can do both at the same time. Because uh, I think you it need is to a focus your in channel what you're good at. Like if you're yeah. good at account management, do, yeah. just do that. Yeah. If you're good at new business, just just do that. Right. Yeah. That, that's how I. Or, that's how I would, I would work it. Right. You admit, you admit the bit you're good at. Okay, and then you let the tech take the strain on the bit you're not so good at. Yeah. And what 
I'm hoping is going to happen in the industry is that every single recruiter allows me because <laughs> I've got, I've, you know, clearly I've got all the time in the world, she says not, uh, allows me to just look at their processes and say, right, this tech will do this stuff. Let's get let's get some turbo. If we're going to do Mario Kart analogy, because I've got a couple of kids on Xbox, there's going to be occasionally a turbo that you need, right? Yeah. And what do you want that turbo to be? My kids and I were discussing it the other day. If we had a turbo, I said to Ripley, if you had a turbo, what would it be? We're out on a run. What would it be? And he said the ability to basically float above the trees and just run, you know, past everything. Or, you know, what what would your turbo be? And I just think if we can add turbo to a recruitment business, and we say, right, well, what turbo isn't tech, right? turbo is where you put the tech and when you put the tech yeah so i think there is such a thing as a 360 recruiter but there's going to be certain degrees of that 360 that are a pain in the ass or are just not in their wheelhouse it doesn't turn them on admin or stuff that they just don't want to do but we know if they do it they'll be furnishing their pipeline for the next six to 12 months and for me that's where tech and automation comes in your product is an automation product there's plenty of automation products out there that attack the the workflow at different points but what i am seeing and what i'm trying to change is let's just stop buying this stuff and hoping to god someone knows what they're doing with it yeah and let's integrate it into the business rather than just be invoiced for it and then all of a sudden we've got more phone time, we've got more FaceTime. And then when we pay our bills to our lovely recruitment suppliers, we go, thanks for that. It's interesting because we've just hired an engagement, well, another engagement manager. Mm. And so her sole responsibility is getting the recruiters using the system. Yeah. yeah. Because I hear too many times, yeah, we bought this tech and we bought this system and no one uses it and I'm afraid we're not going to get the buy-in from the recruiters or you know it's quite difficult and all this stuff and it's like okay well what we can do is actually get people to use yeah. it and, yeah. and 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 we had to learn that the hard way right we've been here for nearly three years and it was like we actually need someone dedicated to actually get these recruiters using the tool yeah absolutely. rather than just training the admin and going right go for it good luck yeah Cheers. yeah yeah. It's, it's not about that. It's, it's about getting the, the recruiters literally fired up, basically, and using they need it. To be, they need to be addicted to the outcome of what your product does. Um, and I always remember in my younger days as a civil service trainer, can you imagine that, at headquarters, and the people that went on the training were sent by their bosses just to get them out of the office. You know, yeah. that's what training was, right? And then training in recruitment has turned into... Yeah, we'll do it when we've got nothing else to do. Oh, we'll do it on a Friday afternoon. Who wants to do it on a Friday afternoon? Everyone's going to get pissed and forget about it. What, what, yeah. what kind of investment is that? So training for me isn't about the amount of time you spend in the training room. It's how much money you're going to make when you get back to your desk or it's about yeah. how much more time you're going to get on the phone. And it's the, that outcome. It's that what's in it for me piece. And I think, again, that's what COVID, I hope, has taught me more than anything. It's like, how can I position what I do as it's not about what I do, it's about, it's not even about what you receive, it's about the impact on your business yes. of anything. And as I've always said, CRM first, because if we don't do CRM first, then when it comes to recession time, we'll go, not got any candidates. I'm like, well, there's plenty on your CRM. What you been doing with them? Really? Can't find them. Yeah. Outdate CVs, you know, data decays at a rate of 2% a month, which feels very small, but that's a quarter of your database a year. Yeah. That's a lot of data. 
And I still remember when I sent my first e-shot to a load of marketeers in September last year, the amount of hard bounces I got was quite distressing when you actually thought about why. That yep. was like, oh shit, they've gone. You know, that's not good. So anyway, ask me another question because I could go on all day about that. Well, no, it was interesting. You said about like the change of recruitment. Yes. And it was interesting because every day I go, where was this shit? 10 years ago when I was doing yeah. recruitment. Where where was all this stuff a decade ago? Yeah. When all I was doing was CV stripping because that was the thing yeah. to do. And that's Absolutely. it. Fake Absolutely. references, all this stuff, which I'm sure maybe happens still now. I don't know. But I mean, where where is all this stuff? You know, the, the only thing that I actually used that was the hottest tech around was Broadbean. Yes. <laughs> See, and that's ultimately why I moved there. Yeah. I, I but again, it. why was Broadbean such a big deal? It was because um, back in the early 2000s, and I was one of the first buyers of the system, I still remember being a lofty IT director and Dan coming to see me in the boardroom in Leeds saying, we've got this new bit of tech. And I looked around and I we had like 10 to 15 administrators and their jobs all day long was to um, process job applications and advertise yeah. jobs. And yeah added up to lots of money so why did we buy it we bought it for the obvious reasons yeah 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 no, yeah um you know automation isn't a new thing it came it's been around for a very long time but yeah broadbeam was a big deal and still is you know that's all great stuff you've got the idaboos the logic manners and stuff now well it's but interesting there's a question i've got to ask you later actually we're going to come oh, on to our uh, our okay. questions in a minute because I can't believe it's been nearly 20 minutes we, we've been talking. Well, I was listening to Robert Woodfuss and um, I, I think you're going to ask me about why fronts and bo boxer shorts and I was thinking... Oh, was I've got some absolute corkers. I've, I've even got some... Oh, they're, they're you know, I, I don't know, you know, contractually what you're supposed to say, what you're not, but I've written them down anyway because I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to say them and see what comes out. You can always edit it. I am not coy. Exactly. You're an open book. So I thought I was going to say it anyway. Um, so obviously you, you've listened to the Robert Woodford uh, one, which yeah. is the, it's not quick fire round questions though. I've changed it up a little bit because I wanted a bit more context around it. So rather than asking you the question, I wanted a bit more context around the actual answer. Proper analytics. Very, very. I wanted to go, listeners, I mean, they're so picky these days, right? Uh, yeah, dance monkey dance. That's what we're getting. Yeah, yeah. Rohit, we want this, and Rohit, we want a quiz show next week. Okay. I'm loving it. I mean, almost like you want to do Rohit Kahoot, don't you? Well, I, I, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been named as the Jonathan Ross of recruitment. I'm loving it. I don't think there is one. I think there needs to be. I think that's it. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. So right, here are the questions. First one: Huddersfield. Or London, you bastard! Yeah, <laughs> gosh, it's a long time. I knew ago. that you were going to say that. I think London. I can. I can get. Really? I could probably not get funny looks about my hair and the amount of glitter I put on when I go out when I'm in London. Whereas in Huddersfield, I think I'd get a few glib looks. Yeah, you know why yeah. I said Huddersfield, right? Yeah, we know that. We know that. We know that. That was a long time ago. You had good times there. I. 
oh my God, did I have good times though? I think I outstayed my welcome. <laughs> Story of the month. I outstayed my welcome. I went to uni. I did a master's there as well. And then I stayed, moved in with my then boyfriend. And then one day looked up and thought, oh shit, everyone's gone. And I need to get out of here. I need to get out of here. And then I moved to, then I started working in Manchester, started working in Leeds and eventually I moved to Leeds, which is the center of the universe. Of course it is. I mean, that's the hub of the world, right? It, it's literally the next best place. I love London. I actually really miss it because I used to be down, as, as a lot of people would know from my Instagram. Yeah. I used to be down every week in my little Citizen M. God, it got expensive now there. And I used to love it because I could get my high heels on and run onto a, run onto a, run onto a tube and th think it was really cool. You know, not anymore. The next question I know the answer to is emails or phone calls. Phone calls? Well, yeah. All day long, right? Now. It's video. It's video. It's video every time. Do you know what? It, I mean, I did eight video calls yesterday. It's like, whoa. But to be honest with you, I actually I actually prefer it that way rather than meeting those people. Because if I yeah. go out to London for the day, yeah. I'm only seeing three people, whereas yesterday I met eight. Yeah. I, somebody mailed me last week and said, oh, the next time I'm up in Leeds, do you fancy a coffee? And I was like, no, I don't. That sounds awful. I'm really sociable, but I like to get as much done as I possibly can. Right. And all I'm is all I'm thinking is if I'm gonna have a coffee with you right project manager in me yeah that's half a day gone not doing that yeah what yeah. I'd rather do is give as much of my time away as possible generally it's not I'm not being aloof it's the total opposite COVID has leveled the playing field for me in a massive way again I really don't want to be misquoted it was devastating I even got it and it was not a pleasant experience and my kids have suffered massively but I don't have to justify where I live anymore. Yeah. I can trade easier. I can, God damn it, I can do more for my clients. And that's why I get out of bed. I don't get out of bed to spend stupid amounts of time and stupid amounts of money on trains so I can do a little bit of client work. And yeah. I want to work with as many people as I can get my paws on because that's what I love. It, so it's actually, yeah. really, I just made me realize how much faffering around I used to do a lot. Ah. And, and I used to justify getting on the train at 5am in the morning and getting home at 10 o'clock at night and I go, well, at least I've got all my admin done on the train. What? I'm not seeing my kids. The first time I had a decent breakfast with my kids and they're 13 and 10 was last year. No, that's not happening anymore. So I am not going back to what I had before. So, yeah, no, uh, 100%. It's, you know, video uh, calls instead of emails, absolutely every time. All, all the way. I've met Recruiters. so Oh, go on, go on. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Go on. What were you going to say? As I said, I've met so many dogs in the last year online um, that have been with my clients. And it's just been lovely because I've even yeah. been saying to my clients, your kid's in the background. Take it from me. I'm not worried about that. So if anything happens, sort it out. Because I know, I know the stress and the pressure of having a video call, literally, while your nine-year-old's having a nosebleed off camera. And you're going, yeah. And what was the impact on your business then? <laughs> actually going onto the carpet yet can we how much time have I got before that goes onto the carpet and I can see that he's fine he's just like literally covered in blood and he's been downstairs and his brother's whacked him with a guitar nice I don't I, actually get that because I've, I've got the loft and I've got a ladder and no one can come upstairs <laughs> <laughs> pull the ladder up I mean, yeah not so, not so basically the only time I, I can go downstairs is I have to knock or call my wife to go can you can you fall down the ladder, please? I need to go toilet. The ultimate out. lockdown. The ultimate uh, lockdown. Yeah. Oh, this is dear. great. So, next question. 
recruiters or marketers? Ooh. Thought that would be a good question. Yeah. Do you know what? Recruiters are marketers. They just don't yeah. realise it. Yeah. Um, and marketers should be recruiters. They're I get on God, sorry. They've, they've got to be on the late same level playing field. It was interesting, actually. A couple of weeks ago, I um, brought in my marketing manager on one of my demos. I said, this is how I sell. Mm. And she was like, this makes perfect sense. I, I know now what to write because of yeah. what you've just said. This yeah. is incredible. I've put loads, written loads of things down. And I was like, yeah, this, yeah. this is how I do it. You know, you can, you can make everything on the website. Sales. Yeah, marketing is sales and sales is yeah. marketing. Minute you disconnect them, it goes badly wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting one. Uh, coffee or tea in the morning? Espresso, like full All on day in my long. face. Literally, I get up, stupid o'clock, and the first thing I think about is because another thing that happened during COVID was we all got a bit bored, and I bought well, my husband bought a bean to coffee machine. Seriously, you just have nice. to turn it on, and the noise makes me happy. Espresso, uh, tea, mm, coffee. Tea's an e evening thing for me. I like a tea in the evening. Uh, Digest yeah. my food. I like that. Yeah, it's yeah, straight from espresso to gin. To be fair, like that. <laughs> uh, there's a ne this next one's quite interesting because uh, Emily got me into a little secret. So I was like, okay, I'll ask that one. Tattoos or piercings? <laughs> um yeah tattoos yeah i want to get one get one it's liberating yeah, yeah, I do. yeah i know i found that i found that artist i just can't get my head around the, the design basically what i want that's interesting i well we obviously know that i have a tattoo and I'm saying it like, yeah, we obviously know I'm an alcoholic. We obviously know I do I do crack at the weekend. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, multitasking, you see. I um and sorting out someone's nosebleed yeah. at the same time. Yeah, exactly. yeah absolutely. <laughs> no, definitely tattoos. I have a piercing. I got a piercing when I was much younger. When I got a bit drunk, me and my mate went out in Huddersfield of all places. Oh just, right, okay. Yeah, when I came out with a piercing. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's just a thing. The tattoo for me was something that I felt I needed to do and I have not regretted it at all ever since. I just have a challenge now because it's on my upper right arm and I, I, ha I feel, I feel I'm still in an industry that wouldn't be as forgiving if it saw it on a regular basis. That makes sense. Really? I don't know why I think that. I'm a, of a different generation maybe. Um, However, when, when I have slipped and maybe want something see-through, I've got a couple of clients who are really cool and they've got loads of tattoos as well. I'm not covered by any stretch, although I am on, I am absolutely thinking about my second one. So, um, and I know what I want. I just need to get it booked in. So, yeah. So this is a, this is, this next question is a boring one. I don't know why I've put it in there, but Zoom or Teams? I, I, I don't teams, know what you're thinking. Teams. teams. You like it? Teams. But I, I, I like the way we structured here because with teams, it's like one person talks, the other one talks, and sometimes it doesn't come up with the person. Not if you've got, not if you've got together mode switched on. Ah, that's that's the problem I've got. I need and to I'm get really it switched sorry, on. Mode. You've not lived if you've not got together mode on and you're all in an aquarium. You have oh, not. Lived. You no, have I not haven't lived. lived. If you've not got together mode on and you're all, all sat around a tree having a picnic. 
Well, next time, well, next time we do this together, uh, we'll have to do uh, teams and uh, underwater mode. Yeah, do it. This this one is a is an interesting one. Mm. Um, broad bean or indaboo? Because you, you mentioned both. Oh, 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 oh. Um, that's an interesting one. I know it is. Yeah, <laughs> you so think about is, that one, didn't you? So the, the, this is the thing. So when when you say broad bean, I, I have a warm feeling in, in my heart. Of course, I do too. Yeah, and because of Dan, and because of Steve, and because of yourself, and that yeah. that history that we all have, that's all somehow one day they'll make a movie about how it's all interconnected, and maybe if what there a movie is that would be. A movie. I think there'll be a movie one day because I read a lot of dystopian novels and I love dystopian movies and stuff. And I think one day the world might come to some cataclysmic moment, and a bit like a bit like the Avengers, where thirty percent or fifty percent of the universe just turned into dust, and all that's going to be left are the people from the early two thousands that were in recruitment. <gasps> Can you imagine what that would be like? All and we'd all together. Be, we'd all be literally. We'd all arrive in the same place. And we'd be touching ourselves and going, oh, Broadbean, or, oh my God, Bond Adapt, and things like that. <laughs> but so the difference between, so I have a warm feeling when I think about Broadbean, because of where it started and what it did for the industry was magnificent. The story, yeah, is amazing. Absolutely. But, but from uh, where I am right now and the opportunity to plug my gorgeous training platform, is a cute bit of tech. It's a cute cultural business as well. It's, you know, I think that recruitment businesses right now, if they're looking to invest in technology, need to invest in the businesses that are making that technology and the cultures that they get with said businesses, because we're all in it. We're all in it together. And so what I love about Idibu is they're a very accessible, cute, cuddly brand that also do a shed load of automation to make recruiters' lives better. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 that's a good one. Good one. I like that. Mm. This next one's a good one because obviously you're a recruitment. You you worked in in the in the industry as a recruiter. Mm. So contract or perm in today's market? In today's market, I think contract. Um, I don't think we've cracked it, and I'm on a mission. I Are think, you? yeah, I just I look at. Again, it's looking at that account management. It's looking at that candidate management. It's looking at bin the contingent. It's looking at smart businesses. It's looking at recruiters making a making a. I said to someone the other day, right? Recruiters change lives, and they looked at me like I was nuts. And I'm like, well, what do you do then if you don't change someone's life? You just find people jobs. <laughs> just get people jobs well the job center does that and they don't have a great reputation so and none of us ever want to go into a job center which in itself is interesting so i think contract for me because i think if we can really crack contracts and we can really crack candidate management candidate longevity really understand our purpose then you just need to then move that into the perm market and you've cracked the entire model yeah 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 replace a contractor if you can constantly get referrals from a contractor whether they be job or candidate referrals if you can have that contractor in the palm of your hand and they're almost like you'd be inviting them to your wedding you're that freaking close if you can do that with a contractor you should be able to do it with a perm candidate yeah 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 contractor is contract is harder 
to be smarter with because it's more volume, it's busier. You've got to have your wits about you. You know, contracting isn't isn't marathon style. It's like, you know, it's your 1500 meters, isn't it? It's like, you just got to keep going and then you've got to sprint. Whereas at least permanent, you can be forgiven for dropping the ball a bit. Cause- A little bit, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Couple more. Um, mm. I probably know the answer and we all probably know what the answer is because you said it this just this morning. Home or office work? Working from home or working in the office? Because it's changed now, because everyone would have said office yeah. two years ago. Um, I'm not allowed to sit on the fence, am I? I would say hybrid. No, you can't. That's not the name of the game. I um, Now, so I'm going to say office on the proviso that I am not put in the box of being so traditional that I can't cope with home working. I... I am lucky enough to live five minutes away from my home. Yes. So I don't see a difference. Genuinely, I don't see a difference. Um, whereas I've got staff that work remotely and they are excellent. For me, um, your home needs to be your office if you're going to work at home. And you need to have really transparent processes, easily accessible systems, and an environment that works for you. And then it doesn't really matter where you're based. I think yeah. what's happened in the industry is it's not had that stuff and it's had a right kick in the nuts last year because everything went invisible. And it's like, well, that shouldn't have happened. I had clients who whizzed through the pandemic who did better than they ever did because they were ready because they already had that trust. They had that data integrity. They had the automations already switched on. They were using tech really well. So it's just geography for them as opposed to a change of culture. I don't mind working from home, but I get really distracted, but that's because I'm easily distracted. Whereas at work, it's right in front of me and I can just crack on. I get more It's crazy up. because I actually get distracted in the office because I've got loads of people around me. Mm. But at home, because I, I, I'm fortunate enough to have you're locked, into, you're locked into your loft, mate. You're locked into your loft. Whereas if I'm working, because I've got a loft space, if I'm working in my loft, I'm thinking, right, in that five minute break, I can put the washing on. And then when that's done after 42 minutes, I can then do that. I think the challenge is when you're an avid multitasker and project manager like me, and you're in a big environment, and I like fixing stuff, Rohit. So I like a problem and I love grabbing it. And of course, my house has a lot of problems, as most of our houses do. Then all I'm thinking is that the work that I'm doing is getting in the way of me fixing my house. Whereas when I'm at work, I'm not distracted by all the crap that's going on at home. So there you go. There you go. Right, last one. Your favourite recruitment vendor. It's another hard one. It's another tricky one, well, isn't it? It's going to be Barclay Jones, isn't it? I mean, for God's sake. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Impact that we have on businesses. But evidently, having a you know having a favourite as your own baby, kept bearing in mind, I've so fallen in love with my baby again after the beginning of this call. It's got to be here, fish at the moment. Okay. Yeah, we are nice. having some serious fun with here, fish. We are just proper geeking out on it. Um, for all the right reasons. Awesome. Well, listen, that, ladies and gentlemen, is Lisa Jones from Barclay Jones. Or maybe that's the version of me today. Today, yeah, because it wasn't like that last year or year before. It certainly wasn't like that a year ago today. Like a year ago today was, fuck it, I'm just going to go off and do my own thing for a bit. What a waste of freaking... <laughs> <laughs>
energy it's a waste of energy it's totally a waste of energy yeah absolutely I had a good talk to myself